on a warm summer's evening on a train bound for nowhere i met up with a gambler we were both too tired to sleep so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness the boredom overtook us and he began to speak he said son i've made a life out of reading i almost feel guilty interrupting that song Welcome to Golf Origin Stories. My name is Chris McEwen. Many of us woke up Saturday morning to the news that Kenny Rogers had passed away at the age of 81. And despite everything going on currently in the world, um, thankfully, I think many of us just took a moment to, uh, to appreciate Kenny Rogers. And as Jake tweeted to me, um, if we're not opening the next episode of Golf Origin Stories with The Gambler, then what are we even doing here? And he's exactly right. In 1976, Don Schlitz wrote The Gambler. And he tried to get someone to sing it for two years, and nobody would do it. Um, you know, there was one guy named Bobby Bear who tried to do it, and it didn't really work, and so it never ended up being a single Schlitz actually ended up recording it himself um, but it never really charted very well and another person took a crack at it and his name was Johnny Cash I don't know if you've ever heard the version that Johnny Cash did but it's not a cover of Kenny Rogers it was it was Johnny Cash wanting to do the gambler and it obviously didn't take. The song wasn't a hit until Kenny Rogers got his hands on it and made it a hit. So I don't know if you could compliment someone any more than saying he could do what Johnny Cash couldn't. And of course, Kenny certainly made that song his own. If you listen to any version pre-Kenny Rogers, it doesn't have the same intro. It's got a different intro. And that was something that um, there's a documentary about Kenny Rogers and his producer, I think, and Kenny added that part. They added a couple different things to the song. And, you know, the biggest thing they added to it was Kenny Rogers. It's just a fantastic song. And that song, I think, was the first of five singles that Kenny Rogers um, that got to number one in the country billboard charts after that so just an incredible career an incredible life and we will certainly miss uh one kenny rogers now as for the episode today as for the show it's kind of a fun one it's my first sort of golf uh industry insider so to speak uh, his name is mike doyle and he is the co-founder and currently the director of golf of five iron golf and if you aren't familiar with Five Iron Golf, they, they, we talk about kind of the, it, his, his company's origin story, which is fun because usually we talk about a single origin story, but this time we get to talk about two. And so Five Iron Golf is this indoor kind of simulator area that began in New York City and has since expanded uh, into a, a few other cities, including mine in Chicago. And thankfully for me, it's roughly two blocks from my house. So if you do follow me on Twitter or Instagram, uh, I think it was in January quite a bit. I was going there every, almost every morning and playing uh, a round of golf in a simulator before heading to work. 
So it was just, I was so happy. It was such a, such a great place. And so we talk about kind of how five iron came to be. And it's really, it's kind of cool the way that, that Mike sort of, uh, went through this process of finally kind of figuring out what he wanted to do. Like he, he's been coaching for years and years and he was working with simulators for years and years. And some of the locations where he had a simulator and where he was coaching are just kind of incredible. Um, but yeah, then we get into that. And of course we get into why Mike fell in love with golf and when he fell in love with golf and it's, it's Mike, you can, you can tell by talking to him that one, he's, he's, he's a great coach. He has a ton of passion for what he does. He has a ton of passion for the game of golf. And I think he has a, he has a ton of passion for growing the game. And I know a lot of people talk about growing the game, but I think Mike's actually doing it. And the way that he and the rest of the group at Five Iron Golf have gone about doing that, we talk about that a little bit too. So it's, it's a very different conversation than I've had with others, but a lot of fun. And so here we go. Let's talk to Mike Doyle. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. Um, so you are the co-founder and... Do you, have a, do you have a second title for, for Five Iron? <laughs> uh, director of golf and uh, co-founder is what, uh, what I'm calling myself these days. Okay. So this is kind of a fun episode for me because usually we talk about just a, a single kind of golf origin story. But for you, as a co-founder of a company, of co-founder of Five Iron, we, you, we kind of get to have two <laughs> origin stories. So which one should we start with? You want to talk about yourself first or your company sure. first? Yeah, we'll talk a little about my, myself, I guess. Why not? Okay. So um, yeah, let's go back and start with when golf found you. Sure. And how it found you. Yeah, um, I grew up on Long Island in New York, um, re- relatively close to some small local munis and driving ranges. And I guess it's probably around eight or nine um, when I started to get into it. My dad played, you know, recreationally, and really I would kind of blame a lot of the reason I I got into it. Uh, you know, Tiger Woods uh, made golf okay. kind of cool. Uh, my friends, yeah, I played every sport. I was really active in that way. Um, you know, always basketball and baseball, football, all that stuff. And, um, you know, so Tiger kind of made golf, uh, kind of cool, I guess. And me and my friends just would, you know, ride bikes to the driving range. Uh, I'd be bugging my dad all the time to drop me off and, uh, let us hit balls. So it was one of those things. I, I was certainly not a country club kid who, who was, uh, made to play golf by their parents, uh, which I see a lot of these days, but I right. would, um, you know, I was, I loved it from a young age and, uh, always was, you know, just passionate about it. I guess I took to it relatively quickly. I always wanted to beat up my friends and, um, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, kind of got to set me on my way. So, um, you know, then I played high school golf pretty competitively, you know, you know, uh, you know, county and sectional championship, stuff like that. Nothing too crazy though. Um, I did not try to play golf in college. I didn't really um, get recruited at that level. I was never really trying to. It was always more for fun. Um, and I worked uh, through college at local golf courses in the off season. I went to Siena uh, in upstate New okay. York, Albany. Sure. Um, there you have a D1 team. And naturally, uh, luckily enough, my uh, college roommate, my freshman year roommate, uh, matter of fact, he was on the golf team. And he was a country club brat, grew up playing. <laughs> Um, so I, uh, certainly mooched my fair share of, uh, golf played with a bunch of the, of his teammates, always tried to, uh, you know, could always keep up and could play. I just never tried to play 
uh, collegiate golf at that level. I, I like studied abroad. I tried to do stuff like that. And um, so I was always playing and working in the, in the game in the offs in the, in the summers, but I never really played at that competitive level uh, collegiately. Um, okay. So when and, you, when yeah. you started, when you started playing at eight, nine years old, you were still yeah. doing, you're still playing other sports. Totally. Yes. So, so did you abandon those and just focus on golf? Yeah, I guess, you I guess like, on? I guess, um, not, no, not, not entirely. I, I like in my high school, I guess baseball and golf were in the same season. So I had to kind of get oh, yeah. away from playing baseball in that way. But I, you know, I still played, you know, park basketball and football all the time with, with friends and tried to stay active. I feel like, uh, you know, I continue to push this on on students I teach today and, and kids that you know I think being, um, you know, not specializing at a young age is important, and being good at a lot of different sports uh, helps your golf game. And you know, a lot of tour players are pretty good at other sports too, by the way. So I think, right. um, you know, I just I, I always I, you know I still am a big sports fan too, and I love watching and. Obviously, can't move and play as well as I used to, but uh, that's what golf's for. So, right, uh, yeah, hand-eye coordination can come in handy in a lot of different totally. sports. Yeah, <laughs> if you've got sure. that. Um, so, at what point you so you started you started teaching? So, at what point did you decide right. you were going to be a teacher? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I got into teaching. I mean, I um, so so I actually got hooked up with somebody who. I, I actually responded to a Craigslist ad right after school with somebody who was interested in opening an indoor golf concept. Um, and they were, and, and this was in New York city and, and I wanted to stay in and around the city. And so I originally met um, this guy and we, I was kind of as a consultant at first helping him try out different simulators. I remember traveling like through Greenwich and really nice houses with these guys. Who had <laughs> right. awesome, awesome simulator setups um, and I stayed close and in touch with this guy when I, after I got this golf course job. So I would, instead okay. of going South, um, like other, uh, club pros might in the winter, uh, when they're up in the Northeast, I was able to stay in New York and would, instead of, uh, I would, I would go indoors and work in this simulator business. And that is where I really started to, uh, teach and coach. And, um, one big influence at the same time as this place opened, um, it was in a one simulator spot on 25th street. It was in the back of a, of a spa actually. So it was pretty unique. We always got uh, pretty interesting questions being like, what are you guys doing here? Yeah. Uh, so you're, was, like, uh, you're like better call Saul. Did he hear yeah, like that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we, the idea, I guess at first was like the, uh, the, you know, the wife would drop their husband off and go get a massage or whatever, but yeah. never, that really never happened. It was more just a place <laughs> that, uh, you know, guys would come and, and hang out. Uh, they could bring beers and stuff and rent it by the hour, but we also did a bunch of lessons, uh, and actually a, a, a coach, Tom Sutter, who I still work with and works at five iron currently, he was a pretty prestigious player. Uh, he's been a Met section teaching pro for a while. He was actually the head pro at Chelsea Piers when they first opened. So oh, he wow. he was working there, and I got to a lot of FaceTime with him watching him give one-on-one lessons in that environment, which was super helpful at that age. Um, and then I kind of really sunk my teeth in. I mean, I would watch and read everything I could um, – Took took lessons from a, a bunch of uh, coaches in the area, um, but really just tried to immerse myself in that. I really got a knack for it. I always liked helping my friends and felt like I could, you know, had a pretty good eye for the swing. Um, yeah. And I really enjoyed that instant gratification feedback of like, hey, helping somebody out. They make one simple change that they can do and they get better. And, uh, you know, I always liked that part of it and, and felt like I had a, had a knack for it. So, um, 
So then I would I would be able to be able be able to take that back to the club I worked at and gave a lot of lessons there and you know ran the kids program there and and did all that but was doing a lot of private on course lessons and um, you know essentially there I realized pretty quickly you can make more money uh, teaching than you can holding <laughs> shirts and being an assistant pro sure. uh, in a lot of ways and realized that that was my passion and I kind of went all in and instead of going back to the club I um, you know just kind of stayed indoors and had this kind of started to grow this indoor. Uh, business, an indoor book of business. And, um, and so, yeah, that was really the, the genesis of it. Uh, but, but after that, I, uh, you know, it's been, it's been uh, constantly teaching since then. That was probably 2008 or nine, maybe. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so going, going back to the other question I like to ask is, yeah. and I can already like the enthusiasm and obsession in your voice is, <laughs> is amazing. I love it. So Thanks. good. Um, <laughs> you I can only imagine how you are as a teacher like it's it's like contagious just you know you get me pumped up just listening you know, listening to you talk yeah um so why do you think golf grabbed you the way that it grabbed you what is it I mean you're you're obsessed over it you clearly and it's great but what what do you think is that one thing or is there more than one question. thing that, that grabbed no. you yeah it is um I think you know I guess you know you got my personality wise I guess you know I like that pursuit i i um I, you know golfers can be pretty self-deprecating i think and you know they they're never really happy even as you get better um you know tiger woods shoots 68 and feels like he left shots on the on the table and i guess that was always part of it i you know i guess one thing is too i really wanted to beat my friends that weird com- competitive nature yeah. you know putting some money on the line and, and getting after it with my friends was always something i enjoy and continue to I, I rarely like to play without having some some amount of small dollar amount involved. Uh, it just keeps me motivated in a weird way. It's hard to describe, but I, I, yeah. so I like to beat my friends up. And, um, you know, I really liked how I liked learning about the swing. It's really fascinating. I find the um, the amount of different swing advice, the amount of different pieces of advice, the amount of different swing methodologies and the amount of different styles that really can be can really work. Um, I've always had found that that interesting. And um, so, you know, besides just being liking being on a golf course and, you know, finding, you know, that being a very freeing feeling, especially being in New York City, um, I just yeah, I like to compete. And I found that pursuit of never quite being happy with yourself as enjoyable. And I like beating balls on the range. I like trying to figure stuff out. I like struggling and trying to get better. And, you know, golf is never going to, um, you know, you're never going to figure it out. So I, I enjoy that, that pursuit that's never ending, I guess. So. Okay. So you, you have this kind of side business, whatever, doing your lessons, right. In the back of a spa. And, um, that, that basically is where the five iron origin story begins right um sort of actually i'll take it one step further that place just actually ended up turning into a three simulator facility called uh golf manhattan uh at the time okay um and i actually was was a kind of employee number one working with this business and so they they were able to grow we i guess were able to grow from a one simulator place to a three simulator place and, and we moved offices or moved locations to midtown um and and so it was there that i got i got i started to see um you know, the growth of an actual business and be involved with that side of it. And so um, that business, then I was there for probably about three years or so watching it grow and, um, you know, growing a pretty solid book of business. I was, I was, you know, busy uh, with teaching. I would say I was, 
not many people giving more indoor golf lessons than I was in the world at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, doing over, you know, 120, 130 hours a month was a lot. Um, wow. So, so yeah, I mean, and so, and I was also able to see what else the business could do and what people would use a space like this for. Um, you know, it's a great place to do. It was a great place to do events. We had a bar. Um, we had kids, we had, you know, uh, uh, all different types of like people trying to learn from people who've never touched a club to people who were avid players who wanted to improve. So it was there. I started to realize that, you know, New York city is just a, a lot of people and not a lot yeah. of places to play golf. Um, yeah. and, and so actually long story short, so I left, so I ended up leaving and, and split with that company. And then I started another business and this one was in the back of a suit shop. So I went from a spa <laughs> to a bespoke suit place Okay. and worked. Uh, there's a, there's a machine called a robo golf pro. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. That, so uh, I got hooked up with the guy that, that runs that. And I, and there was a robo golf trainer and a full swing golf simulator in this suit shop. And I was essentially able to, I got, part, I got hooked up with uh, name is Scott who runs the robo golf pro and I got hooked up with Full Swing, the simulator company. And so I would use that place as a place to uh, teach with the robot. <laughs> I, was able wow. to grow, I was able to grow my own teaching business. And if somebody wanted to buy a, a Full Swing simulator for their house or whatever, uh, they would come to me and I would uh, you know, give them a demo on it, show them how it worked, why it was better than different you know, other simulators and sure. yada, yada. So anyway, so that really was the, the, first, okay. the, the, the final step before uh, Five Iron. So... In all that, uh, I met um, Jared, who is my partner and our CEO at Five Iron. Um, and he had a business mindset. He had started a few other businesses. He was in the finance world at the time. And he and his wife used to take lessons with me all, all the time back at that uh, Golf Manhattan place. Jared okay. would wake me up at 6 in the morning. I'd be giving him 6 a.m. lessons. I was always annoyed to have to teach him lessons. But he was passionate. And he became a good friend. We just got along. And... Um, we and he, and he always he was always had he was always savvy and had a knack uh, for some of this stuff and um, was you know just we always just thought this was a great idea and we always thought we could do a better job than that other place that uh, the golf Manhattan that we opened so we had been in contact as I was doing all this and we always liked this idea but it kind of took Jared saying hey let's see what this would look like and um, so Jared called me one day in the summer of 2016. And connected me with a uh, friend of his his wife's who uh, they went to kind of summer camp together and they know, had known a long time, Nora. And Nora is now got five iron COO. But at the time, as the first time I'd spoken to her, we were just on a phone call and Jared was like, hey, I think there's something here. We kind of got along. We liked the idea of this. And essentially it was then, all right, well, what would this look like and what, what would real estate look like? And that's kind of what started it. So Wow, uh, that kind of winter and summer of that of that year, Nora and I must have seen between fifty and a hundred. We don't even know anymore. We joke about this, but <laughs> we just had to go on so many commercial real estate calls, trying to see all these different spots in New York, and we knew what simulator we were going to use. But that means that they really have to fit into spaces that New York doesn't really have. <laughs> you yeah. know, so, yeah. Um, so trying to find the right. First of all, the right price. I mean, the real estate price in New York's out of control. Um, so trying to find something reasonable in a location we liked with the size that made sense for this was was tricky. And that's why it took so long um, and why it continues to be difficult to find perf- you know, real estate that would really find to be great for us. Um, but but it's certainly something we spend a lot of time and effort on. But um, so anyway, so so 
long story short, we found a place in Flatiron District on Fifth Avenue and 19th Street, which is one of our ideal locations. We always like that part of town. It's really, mm-hmm. it's kind of young. There's a lot of fitness studios close by. Um, there's a bunch of businesses that also use the area. I think like Facebook and Google opened like within blocks of okay. us recently. So it's a it's a, an area of the city we all just liked. It's relatively easy to get to. Um, Union Square is a really, it's like a hub that's really close to us. So that was a lot of the impetus uh, for this location. And it was a, so it was funny. It was, it was, it's on the fourth floor of a four-story building. So kind of a smaller building in New York. It's got kind of a really small elevator and it still does. It <laughs> used to be a yoga studio. Okay. Um, so it was kind of this open layout. Um, and for example, one of the things that we knew that I knew from that old business was that like, um, you know, people would, would shower. They'd want to come and hit balls in the morning. Uh, they'd want to shower and go to work. Like they use it like a gym yeah. almost. Uh, yeah. they, and they also wanted to keep clubs here because they, it's a, just a pain to schlep clubs around the city basically. So mm-hmm. we were able to, when we opened build, uh, showers originally, and we built enough storage for a bag room, which took away real estate, which was important, but we felt like that was something that we needed to do. And sure enough, I mean, the showers still get used. Our bag room is packed. Uh, you know, now it's much bigger. Um, but we, but we, we started out on a pretty, with knowing a lot about the kind of business because of that experience I, I had. And, and I had a student, I had a book of business. Um, so in my yeah. case, like, we were able to sort of hit the ground running where a lot of people that I knew knew that we were doing this. And, you know, I, this is, it had been months in the, in the making. So I had been talking to them about this for a long time and getting them excited. And, um, and then, yeah, and then we opened in May of, uh, of 2017 and, um, we, you know, it took, uh, you know, it, it started out, uh, originally we had four simulators in the place, uh, on the fourth floor. Uh, we had a, a bar that slowly got its uh, liquor license. We were, we did not have liquor when we first opened and we had a kitchen, uh, that was not vented and it's still not vented, which means you can't do things like have an open flame or do yeah. a grill or a deep fryer. So we were. We wanted to make our own food. We thought there was a lot of value in that, uh, but we knew there was like, certain limitations. So, um, you know, that that was some of the stuff we, with some of the battles and the hurdles we had early on. We started out with it was basically the three of us, and we hired uh, Ross, who's now our director of marketing, was like our employee number one. And you know, there were basically four of us that were just kind of here, lived here basically for for months. Uh, we slept on couches here all the time. Um, you know, part of our vibe that we, when we built this layout, you know, I don't know if you've been here or not, but we, um, we have ping pong tables. We have like a graffiti wall. We flew in this guy who's, uh, from like, I forget, like, like, uh, Amsterdam to, to do this like crazy mural. Um, and, and the vibe we wanted was important to us along the way. Like it was important that we, we really didn't want to be like mahogany wood and like leather chairs, you know, yeah. we just kind of don't like the country club vibe, I guess, in that way. None of us were really country club rats really growing up. So we, we just wanted to do something a little different, um, kind of modern. And, and, and I guess it's more of an industrial feel, but you know, we have like, um, you know, there's this concrete on the wall. This this wallpaper that looks like concrete. We have kind of blacked out ceilings. We have, um, we have neon signs that say, find your balls and, Uh, you know, you know, so, so we, we, you know, are trying to get a little away from, I guess, traditional golf culture, but at the same time, we really do cater to the the player. Like the guys that are in here, if you, if you come here in the mornings, like we're full with players that are trying to get better and improve. We do, we still do a a lot of golf lessons. I think we, I don't know that we're, there's not many people doing more indoor golf lessons than us now in the world. Um, so we, 
we just know that all that stuff's important for us. And we never wanted to get away from the, um, you know, catering to both good players, but then being really accessible to somebody who's not used to golf or not been around the game. It was really important that they would come here and feel welcome. And, um, and so that was sort of the way we built it. You know, if you see it, there's like kind of little sections where smaller groups could hang out in one area and you could have other places. Mm -hmm. That's like little kind of nooks and crannies versus make like one row of a driving range where you can kind of see what everybody else is doing. Um, so we kind of like that. You can kind of make it a little private, but you can also make it um, bigger for a group if you want and kind of spread out and play ping pong and hang out if you're not playing a lot of golf or have a drink, whatever. So, um, so it was important that we kind of can cater to both of those things versus just be entertainment based or just be an Academy or just be, you know, something for a golf nut, you know? Right. Yeah. The um, it's funny. So I have to, I have to, thank you profusely and commend you for, because you've, you've expanded to kind of a crazy, I mean, the growth that you've had since 2017, I mean, you guys have, I feel like in 2019 and into 2020, it's kind of been an explosion of locations. And one of those locations in Chicago is, I don't know, it, it's the perfect spot, at least for me, because it's about two blocks from my house. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, so I can walk down there. And it's funny that you talk about the vibe because I had that on my list to talk to you about. And yeah. because I wanted to know how conscious it was. Um, so as many husbands, um, I can I will negotiate myself. And the other thing, cool thing is like at a simulator, you know, you can get through a round of golf in about an hour. You know, right. like it's great. Oh. Um, but so my wife would go and do X activity. I'm like, oh, well, I'll walk down to five iron and, and play around a golf while you're out there. And then she said, well, I'll just come snag you from five iron. I was like, great. And so it's, and it's the first time she had gone. And when she walked in, she kind of had this like kind of mouth agape and just a bit of a shock at like, this place is really cool. And she ended up sitting down on the, you know, sitting on the couch and watching me hit balls and play a, you know, nine, play another nine holes for a good half hour. And she had a drink and it's she amazing. was watching a little bit TV and it was just like, she was totally content just kind of hanging out. And she's, yeah. she's not a golfer. She's yeah. never gone and seen me play golf, but she like the place is just sort of welcoming that way to the non golfer. And I thought like it, it's brilliant. Like, and Thank I think it, that's, 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 music here. that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. like a, that's a home run for us. So I'm glad, I'm glad that it's working out for you like that. Yeah. No, it's great. And you, and you totally see it. Cause we would go like my buddy and I would go all the time it, in the morning we were shocked to see how full the place was. And you're right. Yeah. Just a bunch of us golf rats, right? Like just yeah. want to go and play before work. Totally. Um, but then you go at night, it, it, it does shift and it turns yeah. into just like a cool place to chill and have fun. And there are, it's filled with non-golfers, which again is yeah. a credit to five iron. Um, and everyone's laughing and it's, you know, there's music going and it's just like a, it's a cool venue in general. Yeah. Well, it's like thank, a cool thank you. Vodka. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Um, I we I appreciate that. We uh, we, one of our um, you know our our one of our biggest things, and one of the things we still do, maybe one of the best things we do is our league. I don't know if we're going to talk about that too, but that was definitely um, early on. You know, getting people excited to be there on a Monday night and hang out, and you can sort of see it turns the vibe. You can kind of it. it we we use the. I don't love to be compared. I guess to like. You know, I definitely don't like to be compared to bowling, although I know where the comparison comes from. Yeah. We don't we don't even love a comparison to Top Golf, but at the same time, Top Golf's great at what they do. 
but I guess it wasn't like I, I guess people don't really think of Top Golf as somewhere where they're going to bring their clubs and like grind and take right. a ton of lessons maybe and um, and so it was important that we were able to switch gears and kind of flip on being a place for like you said golf rats in the morning uh, banging balls and working on their backswings taking videos all that stuff and, yeah. um, and then at night it's like it's just it's not that really you know there's some of that maybe but it's it's just completely different vibe way more chill um, yeah. more groups hanging out beers flowing and and uh you know it's just having fun and not you know trying to think so hard about the backswing <laughs> yeah and the other yeah. thing yeah the leagues the leagues are are super cool and you're right it it's a it's a perfect combination of hanging out having fun while also kind of itching that competitive you know itch scratching that competitive itch so totally. to speak um but you guys do a ton of other really cool stuff um you do like i know you had like a, a women's only kind of lesson. Yeah, yeah, um, you do a bunch of stuff for kids that are free, um, which is just super cool. Like it's not just, you yeah. know, inviting dudes into bang balls all, all day. Right. Oh, no, I know. Trust me. Yeah, I know. It's, it's uh yeah, for sure. We try to do a lot. The, uh, we do a, um, our, our women's stuff is really great. I mean, we part, we partnered in New York, uh, with it's it's a it's now become a brand called Gruder Golf, but yeah, uh, this these, this group uh, we know uh, Kirsten started it. She's become just like a, a friend of all of ours now. But her and her friends kind of started this thing trying to get girls to play golf and not to be scared of it. And we're like, like, come on, like this is what we're trying to do too. So we would have these like nights where it's just an open, you know, have a couple of drinks. Where I'm going to be there. There's whether they have a couple of teachers there giving some pointers, but it's mostly just hanging out and like you know getting a few tips, learning what golf's about. Like there's either golf kindergarten for some people or some people can play a yeah. little bit. And we have, uh, you know, two groups doing some different stuff and they're all able to kind of get along and realize it's, it's not that, it's not that bad. <laughs> you know, it's not, yeah. They don't need to be as good as they think they do sometimes to, to get out there and enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Um, so we yeah. really, we're trying to press that. It's like, uh, you know, a lot more of a participation is more important than, uh, you know, having like a perfect uh, backswing, you know? Yeah. So, it's like, it's just something, you know, it's about, it's about, meeting new people, being around people that, you know, totally. having fun, that whole kind of thing. So, yeah. um, and now one more piece on five iron, you guys have, again, it's just incredible, the growth and the story around it, but you're kind of returning to your roots a little bit because there are now fitting stations sort of starting to open up. You bet. Yeah, right? for sure. We have, uh, we started, it's, it's actually its own business now, but, uh, we had to kind of create a different uh, brand, but it's definitely okay. all, all, uh, married together, but yeah, it's called the fitting lab. And um, we are starting out in our Chicago, Baltimore, and Philadelphia locations doing our own uh, fitting operation. And, yeah, we've been able to partner, uh, took our time because, it, you know, you have to develop some clout in the industry to get uh, brand relationships like we have. And so it took us plenty of time to get here. But um, I'd say right now we have, you know, all the top brands, the best shafts on the wall. We have all the technology you want behind the ball to make sure you're seeing the best data you can. And whether, you know, a, a nice thing for us is that mm -hmm. we we do a lot of things well here. So we're somebody who, um, you know, we we want to get the, the, the right club in these in players hands, even if that doesn't mean breaking the bank for them, you know. And so it's important that um, we're getting, you know, players fit in the clubs that make sense, whether they're a beginner that doesn't need a, a crazy shaft or whether they're a player that was going to get something more out of a better, uh, you know, different equipment. So. Yeah, we've uh, we've definitely dove into that uh, all in. All of our golf pros at these locations are uh, becoming kind of fitters, and we're taking through a lot of different training to do that. Uh, and you know, there's uh, the the hope is that where you know this fitting thing could be a, a, a kind of have a mind of its own and become a uh, 
you know, we think we really have an opportunity to be, to be um, you know, some of the best in class fitting uh, in the country. So we're definitely cool. uh, where we're, we're, there's a lot that goes into it and where it takes a lot of time to do it well, but we're definitely putting a ton of attention to that uh, right now. That's awesome. Yeah. Something I forgot to mention about your equipment. So the comparison yeah. to top golf, fine. The comparison <laughs> when, when you talk about the equipment that you have for others to use oh, is nothing like top golf. It's amazing. Like there are mornings where I didn't feel like bringing my clubs in. And so like I knew I'm like, well, five irons got Mizuno irons and they've got every driver from last year. You've got rows and rows of putters. Like it's not some cheap knockoff kind of garbage clubs that you're going to be using when you go to five iron. It's right. great. Yeah, this was, I would say this, if anything that I was a stickler about early on, I was like, I just hated going to these, I hated going to Top Golf and using those clubs and going to other ranges that were just kind of rinky dink, beat up, you know, old equipment, grips are falling apart. Uh, golf balls too, even the beat up range balls. Like it's important to us. We're putting like Pro V1s, not to not to give a nod to Titleist, but Callaways. We have a, a deal with Callaway too, where all their Chrome Softs are in like all of our uh, our bays and uh, and all the equipment. We have uh, Mizuno, you know, the, the 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 newest Mizuno irons in every bag to use. We have a variety of the top drivers that you can choose and take what you like. Uh, you know, we're gonna have Bettinardi wedges and and putters across uh, a lot of our golf bags and. Um, and you know, whether or not, you know what you're doing, we're giving you this really nice equipment regardless. And that's the, we're willing to bet on that and not worry if you, you know, break the club cause you don't know what you're doing. Uh, cause we feel like the, you know, the players who do care are really going to like that. And, uh, I know I, I like being able to, you know, use clubs that are like, you know, they're almost like better than the clubs I are, I, I have right now. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, definitely something I care a lot about and, um, it's definitely something we're going to continue to think is important as we grow up. Very cool. So yeah. before I let you go, yeah, thank you again for coming on the show. It's yeah, been great. It's fun. Your enthusiasm is fantastic. Thanks. Um, what's in store for the rest of 2020 for five iron, any grand plans or any, anything like that? <laughs> yeah, you know, well, so we, we've opened these three locations pretty quick. They all serendipitously opened within like a month of each other, which made for a lot of uh, excitement. So we're definitely, uh, getting our feet under us. This is our busy season right now. Kind of this, um, you know, the, the, the golf season's gearing up. People are starting to really get into it. Um, and so right now we're making sure these, these locations that we have opened are humming a lot of new hires and a lot of customer service stuff that we're making sure is really important. Um, but yeah, we're, we certainly, uh, think that there should be five irons in a lot more cities than there are. So we have, um, pretty aggressive plans and, um, you know, probably, you know, we don't, I don't have any, uh, there's no real immediate uh, things or, or announcements we're going to make, but we definitely have a few uh, logs in the fire and we are um, definitely keeping our eyes peeled in, 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 I would say pretty, pretty big cities. And, um, you know, they might not all be cold weather cities. It just kind of depends, but definitely we want to be, um, you know, uh, definitely uh, at the, a, a, a national brand and, you know, at some point a global brand, we feel like we uh, we've got something here that, deserves to be spread out. So, um, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be trying to, to grow up fast. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I think you, you. you've, you've captured something and, uh, it's really, it's really great. Thanks, it's really man. good. Appreciate it. And, uh, and shout out to, uh, Josh and Emma at Chicago five. Yeah, hey, totally. Two of my favorite people. Yeah. They're fantastic. Awesome. Um, all right, sir. That was, fun. That was fun. That was fun, man. Thank you. All right. We'll, uh, if you, when you, if you come to the Chicago site, Hit me up and I will just I'll, literally uh, run down the street. Let's do it. I'll be there soon. All right. Sounds good. All right, Chris. Thanks, man.
So that's Mike Doyle, co-founder of Five Iron Golf and director of golf for Five Iron Golf. Great guy. Love the enthusiasm. Like I said, you can tell that he is, he just loves what he does and he loves what he's built. And quite honestly, I love what he's built. I think Five Iron, they've got it figured out. It's it's a great place. It's a great venue for for golfers of any skill level, for non-golfers that just want to go and be with their friends and hang out or be with their family members. They do great things for women. They do great things for kids. You know, I just think um, they're they're really making a difference in this game that we love. So once the smoke clears from what we're going through right now, I cannot recommend enough to go and find yourself uh, one of those five irons, whether it be in New York, in Baltimore, in Philadelphia, or in Chicago. Hopefully there there's one that's going to come closer to you if, if you don't live in those cities. But um, great conversation and and just I think they've started something super cool. So thanks again for Mike to Mike for uh, for joining me on, on Golf Origin Stories. And that's the show. Thanks again for listening. And if you like what you hear, please do me a favor and subscribe and rate it and leave a review. I'll be forever grateful. And if you can't do that, then tell a fellow golfer. We're all kind of, we all have some spare time on our hands, I think. So if they want to kind of scratch that golf itch, maybe send this show their way and, and maybe they'll like it. Hopefully they'll like it. Otherwise, as I also always say, if you've got a story, you can find me at Chris McEwen on Twitter and let me know there. Or you can go to golf, uh, chrismcewen.com slash golf origin stories and, and send me a note that way. But otherwise, let's just take a moment and raise a glass to Kenny Rogers, the gambler, the only one who could make this song what it is. Thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you next week. You got no when to hold up. No when to fold up. No when to walk away. And no when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting.